All righty. We are recording here. The first of the weekly is Cooper Cheeses to the camera. Cheeses. Cheese the camera. Yeah. Um, hello, everybody. This is Oliver. Welcome back to A Chat with Oliver. This is the new weekly show that hopefully we're going to be doing, especially uh, yep. during lockdown with nothing else to do. Um, why not start up another podcast segment or upload to one of the podcast feeds a bit more? As hopefully you would know, I am Oliver. I'm not sure if I already introduced myself or not. And I'm joined here today by my co-host. He's someone that you may remember I've interviewed for a chat with Oliver before. He is my co-host over at Rugby League, in my opinion. Cooper, how are you today, man? Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, didn't really get up to anything at all. Kind of just waiting for the... I know this isn't a footy podcast, but pretty much just waiting for the footy to start. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much... All I've been doing, did a bit of studying earlier, um, did as much as I could before wanting to pull my eyes out, out of boredom, and yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. What about you? Well, no, well, first of all, I've got to give you a congratulations because I remember when you jumped on as a guest, oh, be towards a year ago now, I'd say a few yep. months ago at least, you were talking about how you wanted to start uh, studying in, is it is it healthcare? Uh, disability. Um, Disability care, yep. disability support, and now you're doing it. You're starting yeah. disability support. I guess it sort of helps during lockdown. Yep. Now that you're able to do that, yeah, and focus a bit on your study. Um, yeah. So, man, I just wanted to say a quick congratulations for getting yeah, into that you. and give it your all, man. I appreciate um, that. But other than that, I've not been up to much. Well, I've actually been writing quite a lot lately since Monday at work. It's been I had a chat phone call with my boss and it was pretty much well you know i guess considering lockdown and i'm not really doing anything at the moment we're going to yeah. really hone in on these articles start to get some good quality stories out some relevant stories so a quick plug to everythingrugbyleague.com if you want to go read some of my articles there are a plethora on there right now because we've just been smashing it out and i've been loving it um and it's obviously given me something to do over the past week before we get into the topic that I know you wanted to talk about today, yeah. Lockdown Coop, tell us a bit about yourself for people who might have not seen that podcast or the Rugby League, in my opinion, podcast. Tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to be on this show, I guess, which is a bit odd, a bit of a long-winded question there, probably a bit awesome. open-ended. Yeah, I was thinking about it earlier um, on how we kind of got in contact in the first place. And I think I messaged you, um, this is when I first started running my old NRL page, and I messaged you for tips and that. And um, I think I made it clear I was an Eels supporter. And then a couple of years ago, you asked me to jump on an Eels podcast, um, all an NRL podcast, but it was dedicated to the Eels, that one. Um, and yeah, we had some good chemistry. The podcast did well. Uh, and then about a year after that, um, I started coming on the Rugby League, in my opinion, podcast weekly. Um, and then I jumped on a chat with Oliver. So um, that's how we pretty much... And then especially over the most um, the past couple of weeks, we've started speaking a lot more. And um, yeah, uh, a little bit about myself. I'm 19. I graduated school last year, um, studying a disability course. Hopefully um, that's my profession um, in life and yeah, currently not working, just kind of kicking back, um, kind of being lazy, to be honest. Yeah, we know it, Coop. I'm glad to have you here. Can't think of a better co-host I could have with me to be talking about this stuff. And you know, I was thinking the other night, oh, what if no one listens to this, for example? What if no one listens? You know, it's obviously going to be a bit hard to start building and to hopefully get regular listeners. But I thought, you know what? As long as we're dedicating this period each and every week, it shouldn't matter whether the camera's there or not to yep. have a chat to each other, sort of zone out the rest of the world, have a couple of drinks together, which I was yep. having an arm before we jumped on. I was pretty much last minute. I actually sent the call out to you or the link to jump on the call. I was thinking, oh, should I have a couple? It is 4.30 and I am planning on um, having a few tonight with some mates. And I thought, you know what? I'll have two for now. I've got to have a couple yep. to celebrate at least the first show that we're doing, although uh, it, it's 4.45 as we speak here and I've had about two sips, so pretty much 5 p.m. Yep. We're good. Um, 
But other than that, man, let's jump into what you wanted to talk a bit about today. So at least for me here in Penrith, living in the Sydney area, we've been in lockdown since the 26th of June, actually. And funnily enough, I wasn't in Penrith or Sydney at the time. I was in Maitland at my cousin's wedding. So I guess I got an extra 24 hours of quote-unquote freedom. Um, But you living in Lismore, you guys have, I guess, comparatively been a bit more lucky. Yeah. And you've only just had to wear masks for most of this period up until last weekend where you guys had your first COVID case in this new pandemic take two, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, you guys have been in lockdown since. First thing I want to ask is how are things currently going in terms of the COVID situation in Lismore? Because I believe was it at first... They said you guys were going to be in lockdown for a week. It's just about been a week now. Does it look like that's going to be extended? If so, do you guys have any idea as to how long it'll be? Yeah. Or are you guys just currently, you, well, you don't know what's happening at the moment? I think we're meant to come out of lockdown Monday the 17th of this month. Whether that happens, I'm not sure. I don't know if there's been any more COVID cases. Um, some bloke didn't believe in COVID, came up from Sydney. Um went to a bunch of places and um, tested positive. So, yeah, we've been pretty much in a lockdown. It's not like I, – I don't know what the lockdown is like in Sydney, but I can go to the shops and that if I have to. So, it's not like the end of the world, but gyms are closed. You can't really – like if you're doing the right thing, you're not supposed to leave the house unless you're doing your exercise. And, um, yeah, I mean, I did mention earlier I was a bit lazy, but give myself a pat on the back here. I do do a lot of hard work in the gym. Um Obviously, probably doesn't look like it. I'm skinny. But um, in the podcast I did with a chat um, with Oliver, I kind of mentioned my ACL a bit. And yeah, um, yeah, it's been a big part of my life. And for the past six months, every single day, I've been in the gym working on it. And um, a lot of people probably think, oh, maybe you're overworking it. But there's some days where I just go there and stretch and go do a light bike ride. So I'm not overdoing it. And um I don't know, just going from every single day for six months being in the gym to not nah, it's closed for a week is a bit weird. I've been given home exercises to do. Um, but if I'm being honest, I've just been I haven't done a bit of physio since the gym's closed. Like I just can't it's like, I don't know, working from home, I guess. It's you get motivated when you're in an, a working environment. Say you have an office job and they're like, Oh, you can work from home, you're not gonna be motivated to do it where it's the same with the gym, I reckon. Once you go to the gym, you're in that environment. There's other people working out. You want to work out. But then when you're at home, yeah, I've just been eating eating crap and drinking and watching footy and gambling. That's pretty much been me. So this is just going to be a week I forget. And if the lockdown gets extended, I'm going to go crazy because um, it's been three days or something and I'm already going crazy. So, um, yeah, please, people from Sydney, don't come up. Please, please. We'll say. <laughs> So in terms of you personally, I guess you're talking a bit about how you're going to go crazy, et cetera, how you haven't been able to go to the gym and it sort of affected your yep. your work ethic in, in that sense. You also brought up when we were having a chat the other night that you've just not been dealing with the lockdown yeah. too well, I guess. that That's all I really took from it because yep. I want to let you explain what that sort of means for you, how you've sort of been coping with the lockdown, how you've been feeling. Um, because to be honest, it's actually a lot different for me. Yeah. So, yeah, t- tell us a little bit, bit about your mindset with this yep. whole lockdown. I'm sure plenty of people out there can relate. Um, I've never been checked for anything or assessed for anything, but I've definitely got something up in my head that ain't right where it was the <laughs> I, same at school where I couldn't be I couldn't be in a classroom for more than like 20 minutes at a time or 30 minutes at a time. I'd constantly have to be going outside walking around. I just it would be ADHD or something. It'd have to be something like that or ADD or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, the fact, like, it wasn't even that I I went outside a whole lot. Like I only kind of left to go for runs and, um, and, um, what am I in the gym? Like, it's not like I'm missing out on work. I'm not losing money from this, um, lockdown. It's just the fact that I've now been told it and now it's been forced upon me. It kind of freaks me out a bit that I'm like, oh, cause it almost feels like I'm trapped. And, um, like I said, um, I'm constantly someone that's trying to, it's just I'm always doing something that's physically active to get my mind ticking over. So um, like I'm okay for the most part. I can go do my running outside for an hour or whatever, but just not having that freedom um, 
gives me a bit of anxiety, but it's not like I'm freaking out. Like I can I can deal with it, but I'd definitely much rather than there not be a lockdown. But not saying I don't agree with the lockdown. Obviously, yeah. we got to do it um, if we want all this BS to end. Um, but yeah, it doesn't mean I'm happy with the lockdown. No, well, look, I think we can all agree we'd rather not be in lockdown than be in lockdown. But I'm being different. And I think it's because, to be honest, I'm lazy. I've got a lazy attitude half my whole life. I still do. doesn't mean I can't do work and I can't, you know, I'm not able to do non-lazy things, I guess you could say, but I just yeah. am. And since early 2019, for most of that period, I've not had a job where I've actually had to go to work. I have a couple of times. Funnily enough, the first time was during the first lockdown where I went in yeah. as you could say a COVID officer taking temperatures at my dad's work. And then up until the end of July, I was working as a tax agent, um, which currently that's shut down at the moment as a result of COVID. So I've sort of in lockdown, I'm sort of just going back to what I've been doing since towards the start of 2019, to be honest. Um, Yeah. uh, Obviously I was going to uni and stuff. Um, throughout 2019 and right at the start of 2020 but um, that was still only a couple of days a week so essentially yeah I'm just doing what I was doing before and obviously I've still been working during that time as I said before I write articles and that can be done from home which is very good that's not had to change in any way shape or form so I guess I'm blessed in that sense still able to do that but yeah honestly it's just been writing the articles. One thing I will notice is that actually in terms of it being an actual lockdown because you can't really go anywhere, I've you know already gotten past the point of boredom where I've actually started cleaning the house. Which yeah. Is cool, well, actually. Yeah, I haven't yeah. got to that stage. I mean, I'm only, again, this is not really comparable at this stage because Oliver's been in lockdown for months. I've literally been in it for three days. But um, oh, yeah, years, the room- really. Yeah, oh. um, yeah. It's just cleaning in general. It takes a lot for me to be able to clean. So maybe this lockdown, if anything, it's going to get me off my ass and actually clean in my room for once because it's pretty bad. This also isn't my room. This is like a, a guest room in the house or whatever, and it's just got the computer in here. That's why I come yeah. in here. But my room, I can barely see the bed. There's that much shit in there. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was I going to say? Um, in terms of actually cleaning and stuff, I don't know if you're like this with anything, but for me, especially in terms of cleaning, it used to be in terms of like schoolwork and that as well. Yep. It takes me a while to actually do it, to actually get motivated. I could go a couple of months. Like, well, right now I'm not because I've been cleaning most days and actually been doing stuff because I don't know, I'm just sort of in that zone. But usually it takes me a while. I, I won't really clean anything for a couple of months at least and then there'll be a day where i just randomly wake up and think i'm going to clean all day today yeah and that's that's me i could go like three months without doing it then i just wake up and i think i'm going to clean everything today and i do but then i don't have that motivation to do it again the next day it's sort of like being hard to actually start doing it but once you start doing it then you you sort of can't stop and that's what i used to be like at school with like assignments and stuff, for example, it, it wouldn't be that I was doing it the night before or anything, right? So I, it's not like I had to do assignments all in one night, but it would get to like a week out or whatever and I th- think, all right, I've got to start this. I usually don't start, but didn't used to start to like a week out. That was me. So yep. I wasn't as bad as some people. I wouldn't do the night before, I'd do a week out. But once I'd start, I couldn't stop. And a yep. lot of time, a lot of the time, I would just do the assignment that night. Yeah like a week out or something once i start i just and and yeah that's how i've been like with with cleaning at least what have i done so far this week i've cleaned every window in the house which has been good um what else did i do i've given a few of the rooms like a spray down and stuff yeah i've i've cleaned up don't know if you can see here. I don't know if I'm actually going to upload this bit to YouTube or anything. So I'm more just showing you. See that yeah. sort of cushion thing over there, that yeah. lounge? Yeah. For like a year, that was just piled up with clothes. And yeah. I spent like half the day just putting the clothes into that wardrobe. Um, 
just to the left of me. So that's pretty yep. much what, what I've been doing during lockdown. It's not impacted me anywhere near as much as it's impacted some people in terms of financially, like losing jobs, etc. Yeah, I couldn't imagine like the financial impact that this has had on some people. Unfortunately, I have been unlucky enough to sort of see how desperate it's made some people. As I said at the aforementioned tax agent, obviously won't talk about it too much, but yep. some people get desperate for their tax returns. Let's just say, just because of the current um the current climate that we're in. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely doing better than a lot of people. By the sounds of the thing, I'm doing better than you. So hopefully, at least for yep. you guys, your lockdown doesn't last for too long. I'm obviously no COVID expert, but considering the fact that you guys were able to lock down after you got one case for a yeah. week, that's probably going to help a lot. Yeah. Because it, it's obviously going to be transmitted a bit throughout the community, but not like 350 as long as cases no one's, like we got here. Yeah, as long as no one's going on some freedom marches. Again, like I don't want to pinpoint people because there could be people listening to this podcast that are a part of those types of marches but seeing that type of stuff is so frustrating because i mean not even for me necessarily because i mean we only just got put down in lockdown um the other day but especially for people in sydney that have been in this for months that are missing out on like fathers mothers that have families to feed and covid's affecting that and then they're doing the right thing all the time and then they've got to see thousands of people marching down the street because they want to so yeah i don't know it's a it's a tough time and a tricky time um but i don't think we're going to get out of it for quite a while like i don't know america and that kind of seem like they've um gone back to normality in some sense but i think they've got a lot more people vaccinated and i also think they just don't even care at this point i think they're kind of just learning to live with it like they the vaccination numbers are up but yeah i mean stadiums are full everything kind of seems like it's back to normal so Hopefully we'll get we'll get there soon enough. It's just yeah, it's just frustrating. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing with like America and England and why they're so confident in doing that. And whereas, you know, you look at us originally, we were pretty we were out of lockdown by the end of April, I want to say, at least here in New South yep. Wales. And we only got back to full capacity stadiums. I remember it specifically, it was round round three that, that Melbourne Penrith game was the first full capacity yep. stadium we'd had for or pretty much a year so yeah. it took us that long from coming out of lockdown to do that and the reason as to why is because back then there was no vaccine yeah so it, it obviously takes a bit more time to be able yeah. to move into stuff and now we're back where we are whereas in like america and england because america have had another spike because they've been hit by a delta as well and i think they're considering then they're not going to go back into another lockdown but just banning mass gatherings for like two for a couple of weeks or whatever yeah. And the reason why they're not being too drastic about it is because I think it's something like 60% of the country are vaccinated. And yeah. with England, there's a large amount of the country that's vaccinated as well. Unfortunately for me personally, talking about vaccinations, I'm not going to be able to get vaccinated for a few months yeah. because due to um, health reasons in terms of family history, I can't get AstraZeneca yeah. and because I'm 20 going on 21. I can't get uh, Pfizer yet, so I'm yep. just going to be hanging out. Uh, I said to my mates the other week, "Yeah, but you know that meme on Facebook where it's um, it's Squidward looking out of his... out, out the window and SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be me in a few months when everyone's vaccinated and I'm not. But yeah, yeah as as soon as I can get vaccinated, I'm straight down to whichever yep, facility same. I'm able to get to, and I'm getting the jab. And you know, if you choose not to, that's your prerogative." etc you bring up COVID denies and that and i think a lot of it the number of people who sort of stop believing in covid has grown because of the longevity of it people think oh because it hasn't been stopped after a few months oh they're just dragging it out now but that's the thing with a pandemic and with diseases you look at every sort of disease pandemic in history they've all lasted at least a few years yeah in some aspect, the, the pandemic has lasted a few years. We're probably actually still overall on a faster track to getting out of a pandemic than some of those pandemics. A lot of it's due to yeah. the technology, et cetera, that we have today. But, yeah, I think a lot of people just sort of need to think and realise, well, this is how it works. And, yeah, pe- people are thinking, oh, you know, why are there less people getting the flu, et cetera. People are still getting the flu. Yeah. But instead of you know, 
going to the doctor to get checked to, because they have the flu or to get, sorry, not vaccinated or to get medication because they got the flu, they think I might have COVID. So they go and get the COVID test instead. And yeah. that's probably why a lot of people aren't being counted because they've just got the flu, but they're going to get COVID tests as they should at, at yeah. the moment. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a lot of it. We, we just got to play the long game. Like even I'm a bit of a history buff, right? So I've gone back and looked at stuff to do with the Black Plague yeah. um, and sort of the comparisons from that to this. Like people talk about this being the worst time to be alive. I think being alive in Europe in the 1300s would be a lot worse. Yeah. Think about COVID, but if we didn't have any of the technology we had today and people were literally just dropping dead. Yep. And you didn't know how you yeah. contracted it really or yeah. how it was passed on for years. And I think it was something like 70% of Europe died. Like it yeah, was that's crazy. Yeah. That, like you compare that to now, I think I'd much rather be here right now than back then. So I guess that gives a little bit of hope too, because if the world was able to overcome that, I think we'll overcome this. We just got to play the the patient yeah. game a bit and i'm at least going to be playing the patient game with yep. this vaccine i guess when i'm able to get vaccinated be patient until i can get it and then i'm going to go get it straight away yep. what's your situation with getting vaccinated if you will like yeah what's well, um I was gonna... uh, you've obviously said that you will but are you yep. guys able to get yeah um i was gonna get um vaccinated this is actually a bit of a crazy story i was gonna get vaccinated oh. yesterday um and it was meant to be the astrazeneca and um mum's not anti-vax or anything but she's been reading the stuff about the astrazeneca and i think five or six people have got blood clots and died or i don't know well that's the reason i can't get it because of history of blood clots so yeah. yeah um so she was kind of just like um i just because like i know this sounds like such a douchey thing to say but if I got COVID, realistically, I would be fine. I just want to get the vaccine so we can get yeah. back to normality sooner. Mum um, was just like, oh, I'll just wait for the Pfizer. So I'm just going to wait for the Pfizer. But the place I was meant to get um, vaccinated, oh, I was on Facebook. I think there were some of the workers were close contacts or something like that. And everyone that went there yesterday has to self-isolate. Or So, I mean, I cancelled with about 30 minutes to go to my vaccination. And it kind of saved me a little bit. Well, not saved me, but saved me having to self-isolate for 14 days and then get tested. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, definitely going to get the Pfizer when it comes out. Um, I probably would have got the AstraZeneca if it was up to me, but wanted to keep mum happy. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, I remember when COVID first came in, I did not think it was going to turn into this. So I remember seeing the whole coronavirus memes on Facebook and like the corona beers in people's fridges and that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll be around for two weeks. And then um, we had the first lockdown. I was like, oh, once this is done, we're going to be sweet. And then, nah, that was a year ago. So, yeah. yeah. It, it took me by shock as well because I remember when it first happened, I thought, okay, it's another swine flu. It's another yeah. Ebola. Yeah. We're going to hear those, those threats that, oh, someone in the country might have it. And if they do and they spread it, we're going to have to go into a massive lockdown. I was yeah. like, okay, we've been here before. Yeah, what's it? Yeah, it's been about five years. So of course, there's another another thing that's come to kill us or whatever. Which uh, Ebola and swine flu were obviously real, but it was just yeah a lot better contained a lot earlier. And it, at least in Australia, I don't think we definitely we, we had it like I think we might have had one person isolated who had Ebola, or there were reports there was someone, but not really and then yep. i don't know about swine flu i was too young but i just remember being a kid and making fun of it but yeah that's sort of what i thought it'd be i was like okay, okay it'll it'll go away a couple of people will have it but then we'll get over it and nothing will really change there'll be like the smallest of threats which yep. up until the start of march that's what it was at least here in australia but yeah here we are which i mean yeah. But looking at the silver lining, at least in Australia, you look at England, I like to think of at least, all right, they yeah. they were out of lockdown for a bit, maybe June, July last year. But I'd say for a solid, right, you look at the last 18 months, I'd say for a solid year of that, they've been in lockdown. Yeah. Like 
lockdown, lockdown. And there have been times where they've come out of lockdown for like a week and gone straight back in. So technically they've had about four lockdowns, but really consistently yep. it's been like a whole year they're in yeah. lockdown. And I guess it's good to now see them sort of in the position we were in sort of June yep. last year. And that's the thing. We're very lucky. We're not as lucky as New Zealand. New Zealand have been they, very, for me, the yeah, best. That's in New Zealand. Yeah, country has dealt with this the best by far. From, I'd say, about the start of June last year to about mid-June this year. Uh, sorry, I should be, be saying in New South Wales because we've had lockdowns along the way across the country and Melbourne was in a big 100-day lockdown during this period last year. But at least where I'm currently at, at least from the start of June last year to mid-June this year, it was basically back to normal except you've got to stand on a sticker and social yeah. distance for at least like even just the first little part of that they were really honing on this in on the social distancing and after that it was pretty much back to normal so yeah. i guess where i'm at and where you're at too we've been much luckier than a lot of the places we've been talking about it's just currently yeah. currently we're a lot worse and yeah we'll get over it and the world will get over it and uh, eventually we'll be all right and move on. I don't think a new world order is going to spark from this where there's a couple of dictators ruling the universe or the multiverse or whatever the hell these conspiracies are. That'd um, be cool if we found a multiverse speaking of that. I'm a yeah. fan. That'd be cool at least a multiverse, but not yeah. one ruled by dictators, which I don't think it will be. Yeah. Some of these conspiracy theories are insane. There's, um, people in this area obviously i live in a area that's full of um what's the word not special because that sounds like you're odd yeah well special spe- no special's been turned into a derogatory turnover yeah. term over the years special's supposed to be a a good word yeah you know i mean like yeah say special um, you can say there are plenty of words you can't say but i'd say yeah special leaves it open for interpretation yeah um yeah some people around here are just a bit how you going and um yeah some of the conspiracies that they come up with there's this one person that reckons the government's trying to keep us indoors so they can um oh what is it what what were they saying or something about them wanting to trap us and control us and that i'm like uh i don't know like i'll oh, stop thinking the government has your best interests at heart i'm like oh okay oh dear. i don't know i i don't I mean, I kind of have a little bit of this podcast. I don't usually force my opinion on others, um, but anti-vaxxers and that. Um, look, if you have that opinion, fine. Like you, anyone's entitled to their own opinion, um, but it does get shoved down people's throats quite a lot. If you're someone that gets the vaccine and someone that does the right thing, pretty much, you have a lot of people judging you that think the government's out for them and that. So I don't know. Yeah, I think we should stress that as well in terms of anti-vaxxers and that. At least I want to stress. I know that in certain religions and that it prevents people from doing it. So if it's for religious reasons, understandable. I'd say you'd probably be able to get an exemption for that. If not, you should be able to. Yeah. Um, But other than that, yeah, I don't know. We'll, We'll get back to normality one day. We were two months ago. You were... Oh yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll get back there. Obviously, being locked yeah. indoors, not being able to do much, it feels like a year goes by every day, and it's ages ago. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, time does go quick. Um, I can't believe it's already August, which is the eighth month of this year. Um, it's insane. I remember hearing as a, a young kid, my parents always telling me, "Oh, make the most of being young and being a kid because it goes like that." And I always just go, "Oh no." And I, I'm still only 19, so I'm still only really young. Um, but yeah, time's gone quick, nearly 20, which I don't know how I feel about. I mean, I feel like 20 is because you're finally leaving the teen years. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to feel any different being 19 years old and then being 20 years old. But, yeah, it's just the fact that I don't have the teen on the end of my um, thing, eh? which is, yeah. I don't know. I think 20s when you kind of, not all the time, but people kind of expect something from you. And I don't know if I'm ready for that because I'm definitely not an adult yet. Like I still very much feel like a little kid. As I've, I've been come up here feeling like a little kid. 
I've come to learn sort of through life, I guess you could say, at least where I'm currently at, doesn't matter how old you are, certain people that are older older than you are always trying to put you down and always still try and make yep. you the, yep. the kid. So I don't think that changes a whole lot. And I think a lot yep. of that's down to it's happened to them from people that are older than them, so they put it down on targets. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Is, is what it is. So I don't know. I guess you back yourself a bit more. And I know personally, probably over the past 18 to 24 months, I'd say it's obviously an intangible thing, but if I could show it physically, it'd be like there was certain part of, parts of my brain were sort of blocked, I guess you could say, yep. but I feel like I've unlocked those. I've had a more yep. holistic view. I used to be very narrow, basic-minded, I'd say, but I feel like I've opened up to a lot of things and just, yeah. I, I guess, questioning things a bit more. Yeah, well, I definitely feel because I was thinking about it um, earlier because I've got three younger siblings that are all still in school and um, Harry, my uh, brother that's kind of closest to me in age, is in year 12 and he talks about stuff that happens at school and I was kind of thinking, oh, imagine if I was still in school at this age and then, but like, I feel like I'm too old to be at school now. Um, I mean, of course I'm too old, I'm 19, but I couldn't imagine being at school now i feel like although it was only last year october last year i was still there i feel like i've matured so much since then and um although i mean school was fun i really did enjoy school um not the school work but just being with mates and kind of having a laugh and just stuffing around i feel like you just outgrow that and i think the system's kind of set up perfectly where when you're 18 or even 17 most of the time you're out of school because i think by then it's kind of just a bit too repetitive and overkill by the end of it i I was having fun, but I was like, oh, I kind of need to get out of here and actually kind of be an adult. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you bring up if you're at school now, sort of what would be different. I think I would change just about everything or at least because yep. I think well, it was pretty much throughout all of high school. that That's those hypothetical locks I was talking about. That's when they were very yep. much in place. And to the point where I think, to be honest, some people probably question my, not sanity, I want to say, but is he all there in the head a bit? Yeah. And obviously, I, I like to think I am. Yeah. I, I, I like to be a bit silly sometimes, but I am. But I just don't, I just think up here probably didn't develop necessarily as quick yeah. as everyone else in certain senses, like not in like an academic point of view, but looking back now, I go, Sometimes, you know, when you're like laying in bed at night, just yeah. embarrassing moments from your past pop in your head and you can't. Yeah. 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 I, I yeah. think about that a lot. And when it's stuff to do with school, especially, I think, hmm, yeah. why, how, how does one come to that conclusion that that's the right thing to say or the right way to go yeah. about that thing or the right thing to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of it, as well as like sort of think before you speak, because with me, well, funnily enough, I've, that's why I'm doing buddy 1000 podcasts now, probably so I can get all the talking out on these. But I remember in, in high school, it used to be, I used to be really chatty, right? Really chatty and stuff. It was never yeah. bad. I used to get in trouble a fair bit because I was talking and that. Yeah. And I used to always try to be funny, try and crack jokes. I look back yeah. now every day, let's say I told 10 jokes, two of them would probably be funny. The rest yeah. would just probably be annoying. And, and not yeah. just for like the teacher that I'm talking to everybody. It just yeah. was dumb. So a lot of, I think a lot of that, I'd sort of just zone that back a bit. Yeah. I mean, back. it was better than me through school. Um, I was always, uh, none of the teachers hated me because I was always genuinely a good person. But I went through this little stage, um, uh, would have been this, probably the start of year nine where I just thought I was such a rebel for speaking up to teachers and just thinking I was just, I just thought I was so cool. And if I could take my time back, because I still, I don't know, I get along with all the teachers from school because um, obviously my younger siblings are still there. I'll pop in every now and again, um, not all the time. I don't know if you ever really went back to your old school after you left, but there always kind of seems like those there's those lurkers that kind of graduate and just never give it up. They're just always in and around the area. But um yeah, I'd probably take that back. Just kind of, if I had something to say to my younger self, I'd just probably go back to my year nine self. And it was only just during that little period. When I hit year 10, I grew up a bit and realized, Cooper, you're not cool. Stop 
kind of trying to act all tough. Um, yeah, I probably tell myself to pull my head in because during year nine, I think back to that and just get so embarrassed because I just, it's when I first, because like I, I'm a taller guy. So it's when I first had my first growth spurt and I was just bigger than everyone. And I just thought I was just top shit. And it just, it's, it annoys me thinking about it and it embarrasses me because that's not the person I am. But that's what I did in year nine. So, I mean, that was four years ago, just about. So I kind of probably have to give it up and forgive myself, but uh, it will haunt me to the day I die, I reckon. Oh, same here with, with some of the stuff to do with me. It's like as well, connecting it to something I was talking about before, how I was talking about, well, yeah, you do mature, obviously, when you turn 20, whatever, and you, um, you know, you get treated more like an adult and I said well not necessarily because some people are older still like to you know let you know that you're younger and yeah I'm gonna bring up the word and I only certain people do this and I hate it I understand to an extent but I hate when people patronize each other that's yeah it's my most hated word in the world at least personally Patrick because yeah. usually it's someone doing it to someone who they think in a way is inferior to them yeah. It's the way you speak to someone who you think you're smarter than, which realistically, looking at life overall, I don't think anyone's necessarily smarter than anyone. Yeah. Certain topics, yeah, sure, whatever, certain things, but overall everyone has their own unique life experiences. And yeah, yeah, that, that's the one thing I hate. And some people some people really get to me with this. And yeah, there are some people who will acknowledge it and understand. And I've had some people apologize to me, apologize to me. And I said, dad, that's, that's all good. If people can notice that, then it's fine. Some people, it's just the way they are. They act like that to everyone, but bringing it to what I was talking about, I think because of the way I think I acted in high school, very immature, very just yeah, no filter, just, yeah. I think that has since gone on. I was obviously, as we've spoken, we've grown, you know, matured a lot since then, certain people, because of that, you still probably get that bit of patronization treated yep. as you would then, but you pick up on it now. I, I never yep. used to pick up on it. And yeah, neither. That's why it's neither. become such a thing for me because people still sort of treat you the same and you realize you go, hold on, that's yeah. not okay. Or hold on, you're in a yeah. way, quote unquote, asserting your dominance yep. over yeah. me or your, your superiority as a person. So yeah, that's what I don't like. And I've caught myself out actually doing it to other people quickly and I quickly yep. change my tone because I don't want to be someone who does that to other people. Anyone, yep. I'm talking to anyone. Um, oh, kids are obviously fine because you treat them like kids because they're kids. Yeah. That's, That's a, yeah. yeah. Whereas patronization is more when you still sort of treat people like they're below yep. you when they're also fully functioning adults, yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, oh, he's not going to listen. No one who worked with me there is going to listen. But my ex-boss that I had was very much like that. And that's why I kind of, I don't know, stood up to him one day because I wasn't going to, because I knew it, it was happening for a couple of weeks, but I kind of just bit the bullet and was like, all right, you're getting paid, just do it, just put up with it. And then it just got to the point where I couldn't and kind of stood up to him. And yeah, he was a major kind of patronizer. And I've got mates that I can be like that, but like you can, a lot of people that do that, are good people deep down and they just do it without even realizing and can't call themselves out on it because again they don't realize they're doing it i've done it before and mm. i've called myself out on it and yeah i definitely don't try to do it um but yeah i don't know there's just bad people out there that are constantly going to think they're better than other people a lot i mean again a lot of the time it can be rich people i'm not saying every single rich person in the world's like that but it's just if you've got that up, that thing over someone that you're just better than, or like you, you're more successful than someone in a certain aspect. If they start letting you know about it, I was kind of texting you about it the other day about one of my mates that kind of, well, not really mates, one of my, per, someone I know that likes to show off certain things with things I don't think they earn. Yeah, stuff like that really annoys me. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about people who do tend to patronize others. I've come to find that the people who do it the most, in a way, the people who deserve it the most. Yeah. If you know what I mean? They're probably yeah. the more immature people, 
the ones yep. who have that more narrow-minded view insecure as well insecure so it, it's that it's that brick wall they put in front of them yeah it, exactly. it's to help it's to help them feel that they are yeah possibly above these people when sadly they probably don't truly believe it which they yeah. shouldn't because i think we should all be viewed as equal realistically yeah, yeah. um so yeah it's, it's funny when you find that but yeah that's well i know we we're supposed to talk about lockdown today which we did but that, that's that's a big thing i'm glad we brought it up big thing yeah Ooh, don't patronize others because yeah it's something that um i've seen not even happen to me but yeah, um, my little brother yeah. who's um got a disability and yeah he does but he's still also a normal person and again people don't realize they're doing it people think they're nice but these people with disabilities aren't stupid like you don't need to talk to yeah. them like they're a baby you don't need to talk to them like you're above them and that's a massive reason why i'm getting into this kind of field of work is because i i just because like even a lot of the workers like again they don't realize they're doing it but i've seen it happen i've been near workers when it's happened and it just like and every everyone's um individual like some people maybe don't understand normal talk or whatever but a lot of the time if someone's got autism or down syndrome or something like that they're not stupid in the head they're just socially a bit um awkward and i don't know they sometimes don't even realize it's happening but seeing someone patronize someone like that is yeah it gets to me so yeah it just happens in day-to-day life and people again a lot of the time don't realize they're doing it but it, it happens a lot yeah it, you know you bring up how it happens to a lot of people with I'd say mental disabilities hmm. um, in that sense. And you're right. I've known a couple of people, well, I still yep. do. Um, I, I won't name names, but there's one person who actually runs a rugby league page who's very good at what they do and they interview yep. players and they have interviewed. <sighs> you think I've interviewed a few players. They've, yeah. Anyway, yep. they they have autism as well. Yeah. And I'd never try and patronise them. Like, yeah. It's just it's it's weird to go to that level. It's like people. people It's like some people act like they're either talking to a baby or trying to talk to someone who can't speak English when they're talking to these people. And I've seen situations of that, and I've seen the person with the mental disability sort of go, "What? Why are you talking to me like this? Like I'm not, yeah, dumb, yeah. You don't need to talk to me like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly." And um, a lot of the time, you can't even kind of pick out. Like, there's a couple of people that I've known my whole life that I found out recently have autism, and it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of I a shock because you can't, can't even tell half the time. Yeah. Um, with my little brother, it's fairly obvious, and he has speech problems, but in the head, he's extremely smart. Like, he's not stupid. And I feel like because of his speech problems, a lot of people kind of just think he's stupid. But I mean, he was doing year six maths in year one, so. He's a smart, smart kid. And um, yeah, it just happens and it sucks, but that's how it is sometimes. And again, a lot of people don't have bad intentions at heart. They just kind of do it without even realizing and um, that's okay. But yeah, it is what it is. I've noticed as well, because you did bring up people with disabilities who do get quote unquote patronized. It happens a lot to the elderly or older, yeah, older definitely. people as well definitely. a lot. And I think that's an issue because these people realistically have lived longer than us. I wouldn't say ne- not necessarily experience more because that's it, experiencing things in life. I, I personally think it's more up to the individual and what they've gotten out yep. of life. But in terms of experiencing, you know, they physically experienced a longer amount of time in life. Yeah, they have been on this earth longer. It, it's a bit weird to patronize those people, and yeah. I get it if someone has unfortunately gone a little bit, you know, a bit yeah. off in the head, which yeah. does sometimes happen to people when they age and they do need that help. Yeah, but it's like I've seen examples where I'll take my my own nan for for example, right? She. Yeah obviously old or whatever but she's just normal to me we all pretty much treat her normal in our family yep. i'd say but it'll be weird it'd be 
you you get into these situations where someone they know or someone that's being introduced to her talks to us for the first time and they do yeah. put on that bit of a oh hi hey go on that you know yeah that bit of a patronize, yeah. patronizing yeah. voice and sort of talking and because my dad's a lovely person she just thinks they're being nice whatever and i sort of sit there i think you're yeah, very much underestimating how normal this aged person still is because the rest of us still treat her normal yeah and she's still normal like yep. what's yeah. yeah um what's the is it als they were doing the ice bucket challenge yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. there i think if i've got um it right physically they can't do anything but mentally they're still the same correct it's, or is that a different disability well, i'm thinking of sort of it's actually a horrible thing i think and the reason why you do the ice bucket challenge was to actually be able to feel what they feel because eventually your body sort of breaks down as yep. in the, you know, obviously we've taught this from a young age your brain sends a message to your hand when you want to wave and then it waves yeah over time the brain slowly stops sending those messages the brain's still active but it uh, stops okay. sending those, and eventually you yeah just, yeah, yeah. You're, you're there is living in a corpse essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, there, yeah, there is. Um, well, that and there are other disabilities where mentally you're the exact same in the head, but physically, yeah. um, not even just wheelchair. Like, cause um, dad was telling me, cause dad's best mate's a disability carer, and um, he cares for someone that physically can't move or very, very little, mm-hmm. but mentally his brain still works the exact same as everyone else's, and that would be the most frustrating thing because you'd have people coming up to you going, oh, hello, mister. And like, it it just, like you're yeah. almost talking to them like they're a dog or a cat or something yeah. like that, which is just. Uh, it's stupid when you actually stop to think about it because I, yeah. I understand how people could get into that mindset where they do do that and they feel like they're being nice because yeah. they feel like they have to, they have to be more selective with their ways of communicating with this person because this person realistically cannot communicate back so that's what they feel they have to do and i guess that's just a human instinct to try and quote unquote help that person but realistically they can still understand you the same hypothetically if if you were mute unable to move etc but up here was still working i could still talk to you like this and you could understand me fine yeah exactly it it just takes you a bit longer to respond depending on your condition and i think so i understand why people do that but yeah when you actually think it's yeah it's it's laughable really yeah and saying with saying this like i do understand a lot of people um out there do need extra support and maybe they react best to people speaking to them and like that so i'm not ruling that out like i understand um there is a place for it but i feel sorry to interrupt i feel like there is a place for it but let, let's say that we've got a long spectrum here at, at sort of the very end of the spectrum is where you should be able to do it. There's that little thing there, but I yep. feel like people do it too early. Yep, exactly. You get what I mean? You, you yep. got to wait till someone's at a certain point in terms of health or the help yep. that they need. But I feel like yeah. some people start a bit early in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with what you um, said earlier with uh, the elderly, um, unless they've got, uh, again, a disability that's kind of deterring them over age or whatever, they're all the same in the head. Yeah, they probably think a bit different because they've been around longer, but they're not stupid. Like, you can't, you shouldn't speak to them like they're stupid. It just, yeah, like I've said a few times, it's just people out there that probably, again, don't realize they're doing it um, and don't have bad intentions at heart. It's just kind of been ingrained into them. And yeah, a lot of people don't mean it, but then there are people out there that do. I mean, there are people that, not to um, pull the race car, but it, that's where racism kind of comes from, really. I mean, yeah, thinking yeah. you're above someone else because you've got a different colored skin or you're from somewhere else, and it's disgusting. Um, it's not good, and yeah, uh, it needs to change, but it's, it's not going to be an overnight fix. It's going to be something that kind of happens over time, hopefully. I mean, we really shouldn't have any racism in 2021, but... There is, and it doesn't make it okay, um, but unfortunately, there is. Yeah, you're exactly right, and in a way, it's obviously not racism because it's a different situation. But in a way, okay, racism's obviously offensive, right? 
Yeah. In many cases, patronization is offensive. If mm. you're treating someone as able-bodied, as able-mind as yourself, no matter age, whether yep. younger or older, or you know, a lot older, um, it it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes even with right and autism or something, people can still understand you, and you don't need to treat them like yep. that. It can be offensive and. I will say this as someone who, well, I said it before and you've experienced it too. Yeah. You brought up an example when you're experiencing it and people do patronize you. I find a lot of the time, and this is something I've still got to work on. I sometimes just cop it on the chin yeah, and just leave it, leave it at that. I guess being the more mature person, I go, yeah, okay. And just in my head, I think, wow, this person is, yeah, they're really off the mark with what they think I can actually understand or not. It, yeah. it, it's it's true, but a lot of it as well is just sort of to do with age. Some people are older, think that you're incapable of maturing at a certain level. Some people, it's their own insecurities, etc. I've I think I've experienced situations where I've sort of worked out the person and thought, okay, this is why yeah. you're doing that. But and I've come to learn. I think I've been a bit better at calling it out recently, and it's actually helped with the person who's doing it because then they yeah. realise. A lot of the time, because it's just easy to do as well, you cop it in the chin, you move on, and unfortunately, that same person will still treat you the same. Yeah. If you're able to sort of confront that situation, call them out on it, and I guess sort of, despite you're probably a bit more mature than they thought, I'm not saying I'm the most mature person in the world, far from it, right? But yeah. I, I don't think I'm at, I think pretty much everyone I know is mature enough that they should not be patronized or yeah. treated in a certain way. And it's sort of an unconscious thing that people do as well. So they'll keep doing yeah. it. But if you call people out on it, it's not necessarily the person's, it's obviously their fault, but it's it's, it's not an intentional thing. And some people wake up and go, oh yeah, I shouldn't have been speaking to that person that way. You know how we sort yeah. of, as when we've accidentally done it to other people, it's very easy, at least for me, because I think about this type of shit all the time. It's very easy for me to pick up on it and think, I'm oh, treating yeah. this person in a well, way it's that should treated. It's something as simple as just, um, okay. An example of when I did it in the past was probably being at the skate park, riding yeah. the scooter, someone that isn't as um, good. That's mm. pretty much the way I'm going to put it. And me kind of just going oh, like, or if they're getting in my way, just kind of go, oh, fuck. Or something like that. Or just kind of laughing if they're struggling to do a certain trick or something like that. Now, I don't do it as much anymore. Um, but again, it's still kind of sometimes... Not in that type of circumstance, but yeah. um, yeah, it just kind of happens sometimes accidentally, and you don't mean it. Um, but like I have said um, earlier this podcast, there are people that genuinely are just bad people, and will kind of think less of you if you can't achieve as much or whatever. And you could probably achieve more than them, and they'll still find a reason to think less of you. So, yeah. Hard knock life. <laughs> Definitely a hard knock life. It's interesting. Like an, an example for me, at least, is certain people, obviously, because I write a lot about footy. It's yeah. my job, right? And I'm heavily involved in rugby league in that aspect. Yeah. You know, I, I talk about, I talk to some people and some people go, oh, well, you didn't play. Why didn't you play? Or why, why didn't you play? Because yeah. uh, as I told you the other night, I stopped playing at 12. And people are like, oh, well, if you liked it so much and write about it, why don't you play? Because I don't want to. It's frustrating. Because I didn't want to. I, yeah. I like writing about it. I like talking about it. I don't want to. If you played, that's fine too. Yeah. That's completely yeah. fine. I just personally, not for me. And especially yeah. not having the build, etc. too. Yeah. I stopped in under 12 and I didn't have the build for rugby league in under 12s, man. I mean, yeah. like, just not for me and I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I don't really, I mean, now maybe. But back when I played, I definitely didn't have the build either. I was a scrawny little... I've always been tall, but always been really, really skinny. So, yeah, um, yeah having... Especially the Islander boys who were 110 kilos at the age of 14, sprinting right down your line. It's scary, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but I went down that little tangent. <laughs> No, that's a good, but yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah, and I've realized people always have a reason for being interested in a certain thing. You might think it's odd sometimes or for doing something instead of something else. And you might instantly be like, well, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. People are different. They don't want to. 
Yeah. They're going to have a reason for why they don't. Yeah. And I think that that can sort of cause a bit of patronization too. Because, for example, and this really hasn't happened often, but I used this as an example before, but I'm going to go on with it. People think, oh, I played footy. You didn't play. You're right about it. And these people only played it. Yeah. Whatever. I played. You didn't. You're writing about it. Oh, I'm above you just because yep. I'm a writer. And then there's that mental thing where then they do that. Another thing. That's clearly we we'll finish up eventually. Sorry yep. to people if we're just waffling on. Hopefully you're interested in the chat. Please get in contact with most of you are probably friends with me on Facebook. A few of you are probably friends with Cooper as well. If you're not, I tag Cooper in every post when I get this out. So yeah, feel free to add him on on Facebook. He's a good looking bloke. Um, uh, but, don't be so kind. Yeah. I'm blushing. This has only happened. This has not happened often. And, and this is something you actually brought up to me. So you can go into it as much as you want, your situation yep. experience in this, but I know you've experienced this too. You open up to people. Sometimes yep. it's a bit, it can be a bit odd and some people aren't good at obviously dealing with other people opening yep. up to them and their emotions and that's okay. But I've had experiences in life on a couple of occasions where you sort of open up to someone and maybe even at the time they're sympathetic. Yeah. But then later they use it as a reason to sort of patronize you. That's the word of the day, yeah. patronization. I've always wanted to have a talk about this. Yeah. They use that as a reason, even if subconsciously, because you've opened up and they yeah. know a bit more about your life and a bit more about your downfalls. Yeah. They subconsciously even, and it's a bad thing to do, but some people, but people, I, these people who have done it have definitely not meant to do it. I don't think, or they've yeah. not understood the ramifications of them patronizing me because of my yeah. past experiences, like you open up to someone and then they use yeah. it later as sort of a negative in a way yeah. or a way to sort of assert that dominance over you. Yeah. Um, obviously not physically speaking, intellectually speaking, I'll say, um, yeah. or yeah, in terms of maturity. And that's the complete opposite, I think, of what you should be doing if someone opens up again, if you're not yeah. that type of person that is good at you know giving advice or receiving someone's life story or when they open up to you or something like that. But I, I don't think it's a reason to then patronize yeah. them afterwards. I think that that's probably the worst example of it. When you open up to someone, you put your cards out on the table, at least for a certain experience and they sort of throw it back at you. I believe with you, it sort of happened instantly when you did. Yeah. Right? If you want to yeah. tell yeah. us about that, you can, if not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mentioned it earlier on in the podcast that I did, um, my ACL. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you're involved with my life, it's pretty much all I ever talk about and all I ever can do. But it is what it is. It's kind of consumed my whole life. Um, I've played sport my whole life. So to pretty much go from playing sport um, every single day of your life to one day just being injured and not being able to, it's hard. And um, yeah, I, there was a situation where I got injured and people that I care about, and I still do care about to an extent. I think it was a mistake, um, but it definitely hit me a bit in the guts. weren't as supportive as I thought they should have been. Now I'm not saying everyone needs to to burst their burst tears every time I get injured, but a bit of sympathy would have been nice. Um, and yeah, that afternoon, pretty much just called dad up, bawled my eyes out. That was pretty much it. And then ever since then, I've kind of always thought because the knee. It, a lot of people don't again i'm not expecting people close to me to care as much like care to the extent of looking up how serious a, an injury can be mentally but um, i read something that one in three patients that have a knee reconstruction go through major depression now i haven't gone through major depression but i've definitely had bad times with the whole thing and um hey yeah, someone just, i interviewed for this yeah. podcast just a couple of weeks ago had a similar injury to you and yep. unfortunately they were one of those three, but fortunately yep. they've now overcome it. I just thought I'd chuck that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, a hundred percent is a, a dark time, but you can, it also depends on your outlook, but um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. I've tried to open up about it before and it's kind of been, slap back in my face or I'm like, oh, not about the knee again. Because, again, it is a lot. I do talk about it a lot, admittedly. Um, yeah. But, look, if the same people that 
I like that. Oh, like, oh, not Unegan. Are the same people that share the whole open up to your mates on their Instagram stories. Yeah, that's right. Opinion. That's right. So you got to practice what you preach. And um, yeah, it, it sucks a lot of the time. Um, and I don't expect them to truly care and not truly care. I don't expect them to ball their eyes out because I had a knee injury, but a bit of like checking up on me every now and again, and that wouldn't hurt. And again, I'm not trying to act like I need all the sympathy in the world, but um, I've had people go through much less. And again, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal acting like, because there's been a lot of people that have gone through a lot more, mm. but um, there's been people that have gone through less and I've checked up on them every couple of days. So it hurts when you're kind of giving it and not receiving it. But you learn who is like that and you kind of don't, I mean, you check up on them every now and again, but if they're not going to give what they um, receive um, or receive, well, I don't know how to word that. Um, yeah, that's just kind of how it is. That's a great point. And I think that's something I can relate to in the sense. And I think what we do is because you sort of did not receive necessarily, I'm going to say it, the sympathy you probably deserved. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it if you don't, <laughs> but the... Yeah, sort of what you deserved. You don't want to. You don't want other people to feel like that. And I guess yeah. in terms of, at least for me, obviously it's not that. But I'm going to bring up the big P word again: patronization. Because you feel, because I don't want people to feel patronized whenever I'm talking to them. So sometimes, I'll admit, I go a bit too far the other way. And I was, yeah. I'm probably a bit too nice. I, I know. I know that's yeah. a, a weird thing to say, but sometimes you're a bit too nice, and a bit too you know, trying to prop people up a bit when realistically yep. you don't necessarily need to do that and that's doing the complete opposite yep. of patronising and that then also opens the window for that person to start patronising you because they feel they can walk all over you. Yeah. And that has happened a couple of times and, on again, it's not necessarily that person's fault but, again, it's something about if it happens, let them know and they'll realise. I guess... To, to sort of sum up what we've been saying today, I guess, it, it, from my point of view, is obviously I, I think we've spoken about the whole patronising thing and why it's bad if, if you're doing it yep. to anyone really. doesn't matter what age, whatever. But I think if I could give anyone, any, anyone advice out there who's listening to this and thinks, yeah, I get patronised all the time, my intelligence... Yep gets insulted, people don't view me and don't give me the respect that I deserve necessarily. What I would say is I know it's tough because, for, and I'm probably still going to face situations where I do the same, but you're going to be in situations where people will be patronising you and you're going to feel like, right, I'm just going to cop it on the chin yeah, and then get through this situation and they'll, but the problem is they'll do it again. Yeah, It's about standing up to it and show a bit of maturity. You'll yep. have some conflict at first, and at the end of the day, if that person is just going to be stubborn and not accept that you're, I guess, a more mature and intelligent person than they'd like to yep. treat you, then they're gone, man. Get them out of your yep. life. They're, yep. they're no good. But most people are good people who are doing it by accident and will realise yep. and it will be good. So that, that's my biggest bit of advice. If that's happening to you, try to stand up to it as much as you can yeah. and then that'll shape those people's opinions and because that's a, a real act of maturity to be able to stand up to that in itself yeah and flipping that if you are someone who you're listening to this and think oh i might actually be patronizing a few people try and be conscious of it yep try and be con don't necessarily yep. stop yourself before it happens because it's a bit hard to do that but when it's happening try and pick up on it and go oh shit and it's not like you yep. need to stop right there, apologize to the person. Just change your tone of voice or the way you're speaking to them and yep. then it's all good. That that's all I could really say. Yeah. And um last thing I'll kind of say is um if you are doing it, it doesn't make you a bad person straight away. Cause again, like Oliver and I said, we will do it by accident sometimes. I'll there is a certain It's um, human nature, I think. Yeah. Even yeah. like a lot of the time it can be joking around. I'm not giving them that excuse like there is a difference between patronizing someone and joking around but then at the same time i feel like um 
joking around is kind of like, I know I just said there was a difference, but it's kind of a cop-out in the same sense as well because, like, you can call it out and someone was just, oh, I was just joking, why are you taking it? Like, why are you taking it so much to heart and that? But there, there is a difference. And a lot of patronizing is about intent as well um, because I don't think I, again, maybe I have by accident and not realized it. I don't think I've ever purposely put someone, or oh, maybe through my year nine period, like I mentioned earlier, but ever put someone below me for any reason. I don't think, um, and I won't. I won't try to. But a hundred percent, it happens by accident. So by no means am I perfect, or try to act perfect. Um, but something I can do is call it out when, or like realize to myself when it happens. And um, it's happened. Like I did it with someone, and I realized it at the time, and I apologized to the person right on the spot because I realized what was happening. And um, yeah, it unintentionally happens sometimes, but as long as you're mature enough to kind of realize you're in the wrong, apologize and try to become a better person from it. Um, yeah, if you're if you're not gonna if you're not willing to do that, simple words, you're kind of just a bad person, honestly. But if you are willing to um, call yourself out on it and kind of improve from it, um, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm not trying to go in on you um, because I'm the exact same. So. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'll leave it. Yeah, well, I think this has been a great therapy session for both of us yeah. today and hopefully maybe a bit therapeutic for anyone listening out there. Look, we know that this podcast um, is mainly going to be listened to by people we know yeah. uh, because that those are the people who are going to actually be seeing it and have it exposed to them. So, guys, if you're a family member or friend of either of us and you're listening to this and it brings up something you're aching to share with someone about maybe an experience you've had in terms of patronization. I don't care if I've not talked to you in five years, get in contact, yeah. message me on Facebook, Oliver John or Cooper. If you're as one of his associates and want to yeah. message him at Cooper Jobson. Yep. Yeah. And, and just tell us, it can obviously be anonymous or if you'd like to share a story that you'd like us to share at the start of next week's show um, to just get it out there or maybe a bit of advice you can yeah. add to that um then please do we yeah we'd love it if you guys could get in contact and make this a bit of an interactive show in that way but if zero people have listened to this anyway it's all been worth it yeah having, having a chat being able to sort of open up about this stuff and not being the p-word patronized about it but yeah look yeah. guys stay safe during lockdown this was mainly meant to be a chat about lockdown, but honestly, yeah. th this is how it's meant to be. This yeah. is how the chats are meant to be every week. We're going to start out with something. Literally, today I said to Cooper, Coop, what we're going to do, we're going to introduce this podcast. We're going to have a bit of a chat about how we know each other, and then we're going to talk about lockdown. Yeah. The past 40 minutes or so came out of nowhere, but that's exactly and look, if, if it gets to the point where there's anyone who feels like they want to jump on one week and have a chat about a certain topic or something that they've experienced, then we're more than happy, I think, to have a third person on. I think, what yep. do you think? At least you're in lockdown. Well, at least if lockdown gets extended for you by a week, we'll do this again next Friday. Yeah, that works. I could probably fit it in. Um, it'll be a bit of a hectic schedule, but I should be. Honestly, as long as the lockdown's around, um, I'm not doing anything but studying and that will only consume about three or four hours of my day. So, yeah, at the moment, I'm good to go. See, and that's a silver lining if lockdown continues for you, Coop. You know, you can jump back on here with a couple yep. of beers next Friday. But other than that, I think we're going to end it there, guys. You'll hear from us next week. We hope you have enjoyed the show. Mm -hmm.